0: Well, hello, and you are listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are once more exploring some of the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history. And today, we're going to be listening to some music by... Uh, Not quite the earliest version of the Artie Shaw Orchestra, but uh, I guess the second uh, version we'd have to say. These were done for a company called Thesaurus uh, Transcriptions. This was a company that made recordings strictly for radio use. They were not commercially available. We played some of these before and some things by other uh, transcription companies of the 1930s and 40s like Langworth and uh, World and things like that. This was one of the first ones. It was founded in 1935. It went public, I guess, in July. And uh, I believe the first session that was done was by the Benny Goodman Orchestra in uh, June of 1935, kind of a legendary session that produced over 50 uh, recordings, 50 recorded titles, and they were just done as if it were a live date. The band just played one after another, after another, after another, and um, some mistakes were in there and so forth. With the Benny Goodman Band, there weren't too many mistakes, but uh, it did have a a sense of immediacy that commercial recordings didn't have at the time, and they were generally, generally released I think on 33 and a third RPM recordings, and they usually had about four tunes per side. Uh, So the bands would record quite a number of things. The Artie Shaw Orchestra in 1937, 38, 39, made I think about six different sessions for thesaurus transcriptions, and came out with an enormous number of uh, tunes, uh, something like 120 songs, and they are all available on six CDs. Uh, I'm gonna be drawing today from uh, two sessions that were done in 1937, July and October, and these just predate the uh, big hit of the Artie Shaw band, Begin the Begin, recorded for RCA Victor and released on their Bluebird label in 1938. So this was in kind of the getting-it-together phase of this band's existence. We've done another uh, podcast, actually a radio show, on some of the live uh, recordings that were captured during uh, this band's residency at the Lincoln Hotel in New York in the fall of 1937. 19- 37 and just into the beginning of 1938, when the personnel is beginning to solidify. Artie uh, Shaw was born in 1910 in New York. He was raised in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, he was early on considered kind of a musical, if not a prodigy, then at least someone uh, of high achievement. Uh, he started playing in dance bands when he was in his teens. He ended up in Cleveland uh, playing for Austin Wiley's band in the late 1920s. Uh, he was the music director and learned how to arrange as well. He was primarily a saxophone player at that point, although he added Cleveland clarinet to his repertoire. He'd started on clarinet and, of course, became known as a clarinet player. Uh, in the early 30s, he was in New York, kind of stuck in New York. He was uh, Had somehow participated in a a car accident. He was driving a car, and someone was killed. He was later uh, absolved of the responsibility, but because of legal issues and so forth, he was stuck in New York in the early thirties. He did a lot of studio dates. He did radio dates. He was known as a lead alto player, Uh, but he had a little bit of a band-leading itch uh, that came and went over the course of his life. And he put together a group in 1936 that was a string quartet, and him playing uh, kind of a jazzy version interlude and. E-flat, and they did uh, a performance or two, and uh, he was encouraged to expand that band slightly, uh, string quartet and rhythm section, and three other horns, four horns actually, two trumpets, a trombone, and a tenor sax, and they made a number of recordings under the title of Artie Shaw and His New Music, and we're sooner or later going to do a podcast on those. The uh, first transcription uh, recording session for Thesaurus was by that band, and he did quite a few recordings for Brunswick and others as well. So we're going to listen today to, as I said, two versions of the first Artie Shaw conventional big band, I guess we'd have to say, and it's largely the same. The uh, July 12th, 1937 session uh, included Johnny Best, Tom DiCarlo, and Malcolm Crane on trumpets. Johnny Best was the soloist on all of those. He was very young at the time, but a very good soloist. He later went with uh, several bands. He stayed with Shaw, but he went with Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman. He became a studio player out on the West Coast and recorded with the Rampart Street, Paraders, and a lot of Dixieland bands in the 1950s and 60s. Very, very good trumpet soloist in the Bunny Berrigan style. On trombone, we have George Aris and Harry Rogers. George Aris was the trombone soloist. Les Robinson played lead alto sax. He was coached by Shaw. This is how Shaw said he always uh, wanted to sound or tried to sound like the way uh, Les Robinson played lead in his band. And Hank Freeman on second alto. He was a very fine clarinet player in his own right. On tenor sax, we have Tony Pastor, who probably plays the solos and takes some vocals as well, and Fred Petrie. Les Burnesses on piano, Al Avola on guitar, Ben's, Ben Ginsberg on bass, and Cliff Lehman on drums. And vocals are taken by Peg Lacentra, and we may hear one or two of those, and of course on clarinet. When we get to the October 17th session, slight difference. We have Max Kaminsky playing trumpet. Uh, he takes the trumpet solos, although there's a little bit of discussion whether it's actually he on some of these recordings or not. Uh, he wasn't with the band very long. He uh, Talked about it in his autobiography, uh, My Life in Jazz, playing with a band in Boston and uh, trying to get everybody to play in tune and and so forth. He said it was a very young band and very green at the time. Uh, Other than that, the only, uh, actually there are no other changes. It's exactly the same band. So we're going to start out with uh, one tune uh, from the second session, Shoot the Liquor to Me, John Boy, an Artie Shaw original. You can hear that on uh, commercial recordings and also on a film that they did for Vitaphone around the same time. Then the standard If I Had You from the first session. Then a Tony Pastor vocal from the second session, Sweet Varsity Sue, that I have a sort of a sneaking like for. Uh, Bunny Berrigan recorded this tune as well. I think it was Ford Leary who sang the vocal on that. Then the wonderful De Silva, Brown, and Henderson tune from the first session, Together, and uh, that has some excellent solos in there, as does the final one from this set, Free Wheeling. This is our second set, and that's another Artie Shaw original and features some good tenor sax by Tony Pastor. So those are our tunes from July and October of 1937 for Thesaurus Transcriptions, um, Arishana's Orchestra, and uh, these are Shoot the Liquor to Me, John Boy, If I Had You, Sweet Varsity Sue, Together and "Free Wheeling." <laughs> the Artie Shaw Band, Vintage 1937, Summer and Fall, just as that band was getting it together, uh, really solidifying its personnel and uh, evolving its approach, which naturally featured uh, lots of solos by the leader, who had become one of the most uh, prominent clarinet players in jazz. Uh, after Benny Goodman, uh, people generally listed Artie Shaw, and then that could seesaw back and forth as time went on. So we started out with um, Shoot the Liquor to Me, John Boy, a kind of riff tune that Shaw put together. And Shaw was probably responsible for a lot of the arranging here. He was a good arranger. He didn't take credit for a lot of that, unusually for Artie Shaw. Um, Jerry Gray probably did some of them. Some of these may have been stock arrangements of pop tunes as well. So after Shoot the Liquor to Me, uh, John Boy, which um, featured, in addition to Shaw, of course, Les Burness on piano and Cliff Lehman on drums, We went on to If I Had You. Uh, Shaw had great taste in tunes, and I think he had more agency in picking songs for uh, recording than many band leaders did. I don't know how he uh, uh, swung that, because most band leaders were very much at the mercy of the publishing companies and their agents and so forth. But uh, Shaw always had some good tunes, and we're going to see that coming up. He tended to play them a little faster than we would think of them today. So, For example, If I Had You, which is often done as a ballad. This was done as sort of a medium to up-tempo swing number. Then we went to that kind of uh, novelty, what have you, sweet, Varsity Sue by Lewis and Tobias, featuring a vocal by Tony Pastor. Tony Pastor was uh, a pretty good jazz singer. Of course, he sang Indian Love Call, which was... Not the B, but the A side to uh, their first release on Bluebird. The B side was Begin the Begin," which became the the hit record of the band. But uh, Tony Pastor's uh, vocal on Indian Love Call shouldn't be overlooked either. He was a jazzy singer, and some of his jazzy vocalisms didn't translate to his tenor sax playing, which could be kind of stolid at times, but a good musician nonetheless. I should mention also John Best was the trumpet soloist on If I Had You, very good Bunny Berrigan type solo. Then we heard Together, the DeSilver Brown and Henderson tune, another good song. This one a little bit older, uh, from about 1927, I think, and this uh, featured excellent band playing, as did the last one, Free Wheeling, another uh, jam session type of tune by Artie Shaw that featured some Tony Pastor on tenor sax. So these were done uh, four tunes uh, per side when Thesaurus released these discs, and I don't know uh, if the band had to record them one after the other without stopping, if it was direct disc or not. Uh, It was a kind of an interesting industry. Uh, As I said, Benny Goodman made the first recordings for Thesaurus, and all of the dance band recordings were uh, credited to the Thesaurus rhythm makers, whether they were by Benny Goodman or Artie Shaw, Charlie Barnett did quite a few, Jan Savitt, um, and some other bands, and of course there was no real attempt to hide the identity of the bands. The soloists gave them away, especially with Ari Shaw and Benny Goodman, but um, everybody was, was complicit in the deception, I guess. So for our next set, we're going to hear another range of tunes. We're going to start with an Irving Berlin tune called All Alone, All Alone by the Telephone. This was uh, uh, conceived of as a slow ballad uh, if you're a fan of the sitcom All in the Family, there was a, an episode that featured Archie getting locked in the cellar and getting drunk on a bottle of something he had down there and singing this into a tape recorder. Uh, and it was very plaintive and so forth, but not in this version. Artie Shaw's arrangement uh, emphasized the swing elements, and it became kind of an up-tempo, almost a stomper. And it will feature Artie Shaw and Tony Pastor. Then a pop tune more sophisticated and of a much more recent vintage. In fact, I believe it was brand new in 1937. The Rogers and Hart tune Have You Met Miss Jones here, also taken kind of up tempo. After that we'll hear another Artie Shaw original called SOS, featuring some excellent clarinet playing. Then a, a pop tune that uh, is not terribly well known, but um an interesting one nonetheless. It's called uh, if I Put My Heart in a Song, that's by Sam Coslow and uh, uh, Siegel in that case, and we'll hear some John Best trumpet playing at the beginning of that. Very well done. And then a real unusual pick... Uh, Kind of the old folk drinking ballad, How Dry I Am, done up in swing clothing in this case. Uh, And that's from the second session. Everything, uh, well, it's all divided between the first and the second session. The first session included uh, If I Put My Heart in a Song and All Alone, and the other three from the second session, but basically the same band with the exception of the trumpet soloist. And we're going to hear some good uh, Max Kaminsky, I believe, coming up as well. So that's our set coming up. All Alone, Have You Met Miss Jones? S.O.S., If I Put My Heart in a Song, and How Dry I Am. Credited to the rhythm makers, uh, the Thesaurus rhythm makers, but unmistakably, Artie Shaw and his orchestra.
1: (laughs) ¶¶
2: we shook hands she was just Miss Jones to me then I said Miss Jones you're a girl who understands I'm a man who must be free and all at once I lost my breath and all at once was scared to death and all at once I owned the earth and sky Now I've met Miss Jones And we'll keep on meeting Till we die Miss Jones and I
0: varied repertoire by the Artie Shaw Orchestra from 1937, recording for thesaurus transcriptions. All of these were uh, licensed to various radio stations, who paid the fee, I suppose. And these were tunes that could be used uh, as background, as filler between programs. They could create their own original programming using these recordings. Uh, the artists sort of gave up their um, claim on the on the on the tunes and the recordings, I suppose. Although the songs being popular, I imagine they were uh, paid some sort of a, a fee for those. Interesting uh, kind of process that came out of this age of radio play. Pretelevision. Television play and uh, as I said these were done largely in one take so occasionally you hear a little boo-boo here and there but remarkably few as I said Benny Goodman was a real taskmaster so his band uh, rarely made mistakes and Artie Shaw wasn't far behind Uh, even though as we said that was this was a young band it certainly was a very accomplished one so we started out with Irving Berlin's tune All Alone uh, done as a real stopper kind of against the grain of the lyrics in, in, in some ways, but good solo work by Shaw and even Tony Pastor as well. Then we heard, Have You Met Miss Jones? Very sophisticated Rogers and Hart tune done kind of up-tempo with a jivey, jazzy vocal by Tony Pastor. Unusual, but uh, uh, effective. Then we had S.O.S., uh, an Artie Shaw original. That was basically a feature for his clarinet. Um, That and Have You Miss Jones were from October of 1937, and uh, All Alone was from July, as was If I Put My Heart in a Song, a Sam Koslow tune that featured some superb John Best playing trumpet. He uh, was played the melodic statement with straight mute, very much in the style of Bunny Berrigan. He was a Bunny Berrigan disciple through and through, and then some excellent clarinet after that. And then we finished up with, from October, How Dry I Am, an unlikely swing vehicle, but uh, one that worked very well. And many, if not most, of these tunes were recorded commercially by the band for Brunswick Records. That's who they were recording for at the time. Again, they hadn't uh, gone with the uh, RCA uh, label, and uh, that's where Shaw found his greatest success on records, uh, recording for RCA, being released on Bluebird initially, and then on the higher price label later on, between 1938 and I think about 1945. And then later on, he went with Musicraft and some other labels too, after he Uh, disbanded his orchestra several times and reformed it with all sorts of different uh, musical sensibilities in the different versions. He also led a service band during World War II in the South Pacific, uh, a Navy band, and he led that for a year or two before uh, ill health caused him to be demobilized, and I think it was Sam Donahue who took over the band at that point. Max Kaminsky was in that group as well, as was Claude Thornhill on piano. So we're going to go on and do one more set of this band, Back to our uh, October session, we're going to hear Old Black Joe, the Stephen Foster tune from the middle 1800s, uh, a very popular tune. It was obviously a, um, a need for some of these songs uh, that were in the public domain, uh, so they didn't have to pay radio fees and so forth. So a number of these songs go back to the 19th century or were already Shaw originals. So after Old Black Joe, which also features a trumpet solo, I believe Max Kaminsky will listen to that and decide as we go. Then we're going to go to an, a Shaw original, kind of an odd tune called Shindig that he did not record commercially, I don't think. This is a fairly long tune. It would have taken up too 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 much time to be one single 78. Uh, this also features a trumpet solo as well as Artie Shaw. And then back to July and we're going to hear Posen, the uh, Sammy Conn and Saul Chaplin tune that was recorded by a number of bands at the time. Then, on to Black and Blue, the Fats Waller and Andy Rezaff tune from October, featuring probably some of my favorite Artie Shaw clarinet playing from these sessions. And then, another good old good one from the World War I era, It's a Long Way to Tipperary, and that's how we'll finish off this Artie Shaw program. So this is the Thesaurus Rhythm Makers, a.k.a. Artie Shaw and his orchestra, from July and October 1937. Old Black Joe, Shindig, Posen, Black and Blue, and It's a Long Way to Tipperary.
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba. ba
2: Spring hot as lead, pains in my head, feel like old men. What did I do to be so black and blue? No joys for me, no company, even the mouse ran from my house. What did I do to be so black and blue? Inside But it don't help my cave Cause I can't hide What is in my face I'm so forlorn, long Life's just a thorn My heart is torn Why was I born All my life through I've been so black and blue
0: was Artie Shaw and his orchestra masquerading as the thesaurus of rhythm makers from 1937, July and October. We started out with Old Black Joe, a um, uh, swing version of the Stephen Foster tune from about a hundred years earlier, actually. Uh, that featured a tenor solo, I think it was not by Tony Pastor, a very short one by the other tenor player, Fred Petrie, I guess his name was. Then uh, we heard a little trumpet solo. I'm not sure if that was Max Kaminsky or not. It was... Not the most effective trumpet solo I've ever heard, and uh, generally Max uh, sounded better than that, but at any rate, uh, we heard him better on another tune, uh, actually the next tune, Shindig, an Artie Shaw original, kind of an oddball instrumental tune, not fast, not slow, just kind of in the middle, a lot of clarinet and drums, as as you would expect, but a muted trumpet solo that I think definitely had to have been Kaminsky in that case. Then we heard the song Posen, as I said, by Kaplan, or Chaplin and Khan, and that has a lot of uh, reference to another song called Truckin' uh, melodically and uh, so forth. In fact, I thought it was Truckin' initially, but I think it was Posen. Kind of hard to separate some of these sometimes. Following that, we heard What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue, featuring another vocal by Tony Pastor, who was really a Pretty uh, effective jazz singer, I think, um, and he was uh, a, a good uh, sort of foil for Shaw. Shaw didn't uh, believe in show business trappings or uh, engaging with the audience uh, in any undue way, but Tony Pastor was a good showman in that regard, so he balanced that whole uh, vibe there, and a good clarinet solo as well. Then we ended up with It's a Long Way to Tipperary, the uh, World War One standard, if you will, and an excellent clarinet solo. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do so. Uh, We're still plugging on here, coming up to about number 350 in our podcast library, the podcasts and radio shows I've done for WBTF. They come over here after a while. And uh, feel free to contact me on my social media. My band name is The Wolverine Jazz Band, wolverinejazzband.net, and Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. So thank you very much. i will see you on the other
1: side.